Okay, so today, um, today I'd like to cover two subjects. Well, let's say a domain of subjects and then two specific elements within that subject. So the, the domain is the domain of mudra. Mudra are hand gestures. There you go, if I place both of my palms together and touching each other, that's known as the Anjali mudra. So I've investigated these and I the, the ones that I teach are the ones that I've discovered have an effect. And so you can investigate them as much as you wish. There are, hopefully there are meditations. I'm not even sure if there are very specific meditations for other mudras, um, but there's a couple that I teach for the chin mudra, which is where you place your fingers and thumbs very much in very lightly in contact. Uh, now I, I've heard about this a lot and I know a lot of yoga teachers teach it. So you're sitting meditating and they suggest you put your fingers and thumbs together, but I've never heard anybody describe it quite the way I do. So as far as I can tell with my Anjali mudra meditation and my chin mudra light touch clarity meditation i think that's quite that's the word uh distinct distinctive that there are meditations specifically for the mudras uh so they a lot they're all supposed to have meaning of some sort or another um some of these meanings are a little bit hard to pin down <laughs> here's one is that the finger and thumb contact in the chin mudra is supposed to be universal consciousness okay i mean you know if you notice universal consciousness when you do it let me know i, I want to know what it's like um, the way that i use it is as a as a tool to help us to understand how to focus our awareness which is a slightly different thing it just happens to be there and it just so happened that I explored and investigated it because I discovered that it actually had a value. And I learned that a lot of people use it to help them get to sleep. So I explored and investigated it during my meditations and I discovered that having a lighter touch had a real effect. So what I'll do is I'll explain these two. I'll start with the Anjali Mudra. So the Anjali Mudra. This is if you go to India, people will greet you. They'll put their palms together and say Namaste. Anjali means greeting. It's the greeting gesture, basically. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if that terminology is used in Hindi, Anjali Mudra. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, not that it matters, or any of the other extant Indian languages. I'm pretty sure that it's a Sanskrit or Pali origin. And it goes back way back in time. It's a hand gesture, gesture that you can see in all sorts of statues and art from thousands of years ago. 
essentially what you're doing is using that as a greeting is proving to somebody that you don't have a weapon in your hand so that you're safe and you're offering them your hands and you're pressing them together so its use as a greeting is one of um, chosen vulnerability you're, you're proving to somebody that you're safe to speak to however it's it's actually a very powerful thing because it's it's interesting if you were to do that if you place both of your hands together and if you apply the, the way i describe it as a kind of springy bouncy pressure so in other words if you put your hands together you can bounce the hands up and down a little bit and they feel it still feels comfortable so you're not pushing them together too hard and they're not light enough so that there isn't full contact if you place them together so there's as much contact between one palm and the other you're actually engaging a significant proportion of the nerve cells in the entire body running down the sides of our head from the crown to around about where the ear is is a part of the brain known as the somatosensory cortex uh, there's one on the left hand side which receives and interprets all of the feelings from the right hand side of the body and there's one on the right hand side that interprets all of the sensory experience from touch on the left hand side of the body of the somatosensory cortex which is about I suppose it's about five or six inches long the largest single part of it is given over to the hands because we they're our tools that's what we use uh, so we, we need to be able to sense all sorts of things if we're in the dark we put our hand out we need to be able to know what we're in contact with if we're for instance diving for cuttlefish or whatever it might happen to be if we can't see too much we need to be able to feel the the environment that we're in so there, there's a, a lot of practical reasons obviously it enables tool use the dexterity of the human hand and its sensory responses so it, it it's the biggest part of the brain that receives sensory responses so when you put both of those together and you focus actually on the sensation of the hands being pressed together well, i don't know about you but i find it more comfortable if i provide a reasonable amount of pressure you'll discover that it's it's quite an immersive sensory experience so that's why i one of the reasons that i use it in the anjali mudra meditation which we'll do and the other mudra is the chin mudra so if you place your fingertip and thumb tip very very gently in contact and you focus your attention on that 
softest possible, lightest possible touch. And this is a dynamic experience. What we're doing is we, we'll notice if the finger and thumb are in significant contact and we'll also notice if they're no longer in contact. And what we're trying to maintain is the lightest possible touch. And we have to stay focused on it. We can't really move our attention away. Otherwise, when you come back, either the finger and thumb's not in contact or they're contact more tightly. So there's a there's pressure there. And to maintain that lightest possible touch, therefore, results in us having to focus without trying to focus. So we're not saying to ourselves, okay, I intend to stay focused on this, a little bit like what happens with the breath. What happens is our intention is to maintain the lightest focus, not to just focus. And that lightest focus, it generates a sense of calm. I, th I don't think that this happened straight away. Didn't to me. Took a while. But over time, you will notice that it can become a powerful tool for, for instant calm. There's probably an element of association between it and your meditations. So because your meditations are calming, the, the, the light touch chin mudra, the brain associates it. So it can become a little, a little bit like a switch that switches on the calmness that you find in meditation, which is how the brain operates through association brains association associating the experience and because we've chosen to maintain the lightest possible touch our focus stays on it not directly but indirectly the other thing is is it resolves a big problem associated with meditation which is let's say we're focusing on the breath we're trying to stay focused on the breath and even though I say to people, you know, try not to try, mentioned this in a recent micro article that went out on social media. Even when we're trying not to try, you know, we'll try to try not to try. <laughs> so what we actually want is something that we can try, but not something that's then going to become a a thing in our heads or not achieving this goal or whatever it might happen to be. So that's what probably what we'll start off with tonight after we have become aware of the experience of the present moment through an awareness of sound in the present moment. As it moves through time.
which brings an awareness of the breath. Also moving through time. And brings an opportunity to notice our physiology. And to use the breath, especially the out breath, to release whatever tension we notice in our body. And over time, we can learn to release that tension with the out-breath. Just by associating our focus on the tense parts of the body with an awareness of the out-breath. So this is a body scan, but not in the traditional sense where we methodically move our attention from one part of the body to another. This time, we're opening our awareness to the sensory experience of the body. And wherever there's tension, that's where we direct our awareness. And we allow that awareness to move from one part of the body to another, releasing tension as we go. And we learn that our posture helps. We learn that 
moving the elbows back, assuming we're seated up straight. Let's go of tightness in the body around the shoulders and the neck. We learn that resting the head comfortably as possible releases tension in the neck and the face, the tongue against the back of the top teeth in contact with the sharp part of the bottom teeth. Releases tension in the jaw and in the face. It's not unusual to look at modern humans and see their body posture as one where they're bracing themselves for some sort of eventuality. Very rarely are they open and relaxed. We're allowing the tension to drift out of the body. And then the other element of posture that I always teach is the chin mudra. And I also teach it as a point of focus. Because I've learned that even if we don't stay focused on the tension between the thumb and forefinger, once we've set our intention to maintain that light touch, we can meditate, we can relax and we come back to it. And we notice that our hands are really relaxed. So for some reason, Maintaining that lightest possible touch relaxes the hands. So it can become a powerful contributor to relaxation and sleep as well as meditation. Tonight, what we're going to do is maintain our focus on the contact between the thumb and forefinger.
and will actively focus on maintaining the lightest possible touch between them. And what that does is it gives us a sensory experience of a light touch. We know what it means. The lightest possible touch. And so now if we move our attention to the belly, the rising and falling, of the belly, just at the point where the belly meets the chest. Leaving the finger and thumb, maintaining the lightest possible touch. We use that same lightest possible touch to inform our focus and awareness of the movement of the belly. This is the opposite of concentration. With concentration, we're focusing hard, creating an immersive experience, actively trying to avoid distraction. with a light touch meditation, we're doing the opposite.
it's almost as if we are creating the opportunity for our minds to drift away, to wander. not shutting the door to or trying to shut the door to any other awareness so we're not trying to block out sound we're not trying to avoid our mind wandering not trying to maintain our focus What we're trying to do is to maintain the lightest possible focus and awareness on the movement of the belly.
and in the background. The finger and thumb is very, very gently in contact. So if you bring your hands together in the Anjali Mudra gesture, with the palms in contact in front of you, you don't need to be holding them away from the body. It doesn't matter. What we generally do is have the base of the thumb in contact with the chest bone or you can have them in front of you if you prefer, away from the body. And as you breathe in, breathe in through your hand. Into your chest, and as you breathe out, down through the body down through the feet and into the floor, assuming you're seated. If you're lying down through the body, down through your legs and ankles into the floor. Breathing in through the hands, up forearms, upper arm, into the lungs. Breathing up, out, down through the body and into the floor. you release the hands you don't just move them away from each other you move them down so there's incrementally less contact starting at the heel of the hand and moving up to the fingers till the fingers are only very lightly in contact and then place the back of your palms on your thighs or wherever it's comfortable for you and focus your attention on the chin mudra. And maintaining the lightest possible touch between the fingers and thumbs.
you stay focused there for as long as you wish. And absolutely, whenever you want, what you do is you repeat the reverse of that earlier gesture, moving your hands up, the fingertips in contact. And as you move into the Anjali Mudra, more and more of the hand in contact, thumb in contact, and finally the heel and the hand in contact. Breathing in through the hands into the chest, via the arms. Breathing out down through the body down through your feet or legs and into the floor. Remember the second rule of meditation is you're in control. So what you do is you, you choose your own timing to move between one of these meditations and the other as long as it's done slowly, incrementally less contact between the hands, the fingers finally letting go of each other down to adopt the chin mudra again, focusing your attention on the lightest possible touch between the thumb and forefinger. And you can move backwards and forwards between one of these and the other, totally in your own time. You can stay in one all the time if you wish. No need to move. when we're moving backwards and forwards in our own time between the chin mudra and the anjali mudra and practice that for the next few minutes
and then gently returning your awareness to the rising and falling of the belly. And it's movement through time. And the movement of sound through time. And the movement of the sound of the bell through time. turn your attention to your surroundings so you can mix and match those you can actually mix and match pretty much any meditation you want as long as there's a an element of focus and you're going through the awareness mind wandering awareness mind wandering that's the foundation of it build on that anything that calms you relaxes you that's good and uh, see, we can do them separately. Uh, the Anjali Mudra can be very powerful. It, it, it can be useful for releasing emotions because it's there's a sense of energy. Breathing in through the hands, filling the chest, moving down through the body, a sense of flowing energy. Which, uh, which is what emotional processing actually is. It's all energy. We're just energy. Doesn't seem like it, but that's the way it is. Okay, so that's it for today.